I didn't make the mistake of trying to change shit. I just plugged it in and left it to its own devices. It seems to work. Yeah, that seems to be doing a, a good job. Am I coming through? I think I am. I've hit record. I'm just going to raise the old stand desk up oh, a little bit. Desk. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a... Oh, Ooh, nice, nice sound. That was a real one. So it sounds like you've um, you found yourself a wee dram. Yeah, I've, restocked. I've eaten too much food, mate. I've destroyed myself. I'm hoping this acts as some sort of aperitif and digestive, but I don't know if whiskey does that or not. So you might be a little sleepy. Yeah, basically. I might If I pass out and you don't hear from me for about three minutes or five minutes, then I've officially <laughs> I'll, passed out. I'll, I'll fill, I'll fill. <laughs> yeah, you can vamp until I wake up. Um... Yeah, I think everything's working all right. So I think this is the first time I've actually done this on my new computer. Um, yeah, it's fancy, fancy. So it all seems to be just working straight away. This computer is so good, man. It was such a flawless thing to just... So if anyone doesn't know, I finally upgraded my from my 11-inch MacBook Air, which was, what, six years old, seven years old, something like that. And only a, 11 inches, we should say. And only, only 11 inches, mate, what can I say? That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm working mm. with. Mm. Um, and I'm now on a 27-inch iMac, brand new, brand spanker, just released. 128 gig of RAM, 10-core i9 processor, 16 gig of video memory. It's a fucking beast. And, sounds, uh, sounds pretty good, mate. Sounds yeah, pretty good. It's a fucking beast, mate. The, the RAM is complete overkill. Like, I, I haven't even... Scratch the side. I didn't need. To. I, I should have just got sixty four gig. There is no reason to get more than that. Even that's probably well, too much to be honest with you. So you know how much RAM do you need for Candy Crush and porn? Really? Well, it's not much, mate. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, to be honest, thirty two gigs about right for anyone listening who's wondering. It's thirty two gigs about right. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm technically doing video editing, which is, I have to say, a joy. Although my fancy jog wheel that I got for editing with it's like a wheel thing that you can key in and out with and you know scrub through the timeline it doesn't yeah, yeah. fucking work with the latest version of adobe premiere which is just ridiculous so um like, yeah that's a bit of a fail isn't it it's a fail i mean it's quite a new version of it so maybe that's why but it's um hmm. so i had to like custom do the key commands and stuff and it kind of works but it's a bit i don't know it's a bit annoying but anyway it's it's not particularly interesting but that's the only one failure what i've noticed is apple's actually super um strict with their security which i quite like but any third party peripheral if you install the drivers for it they don't make it easy (laughs) you've got to go through and manually unlock and allow it to access stuff so it's, um, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's kind of good, but also not that convenient. Yeah, I, I get the feeling <laughs> iOS is going down a similar path, so it's going to be very difficult to mm. hack it, which I guess is good, but at the same time, it's going to have a few annoying little things going on. But I guess, you know, it's it's not necessarily bad. Everything's working, so it's, it's kind of cool. So, you know, it all seems to be okay. So apart from my annoying little jog wheel, but I've got it just about working to how I need it to, so with a bit of gadget. Joggy McJog. Yes. I, I remember so. though that it's because um, your G5. Um, yeah, I had one on that. Yeah. Yeah, and that never really seemed to kind of be seamless. 
it was it temperamental. Well. It used to work yeah, fine, yeah, and then it didn't, yeah. and then it did, and then yeah. yeah. I mean, this thing it's like a proper video editing thing, so it's got like four, no, five buttons on it, and also the jog wheel, but also it's got a an outer wheel which lets you scrub quicker through the footage, and then a, a, oh, that's a, cool. a, a yeah. central wheel which lets you jog it frame by frame or quicker if you spin it quicker and then you've got buttons you can program to key in and key out and then do other things but all i need is to scrub and key in and key out so i just program that in. but anyway yeah it's cool it's shuttle express if anyone's wondering that's what the Very, is. and that's literally the only brand of video editing jog wheels you can buy no one else does them it seems like so they've cornered the market because everyone else just gave up on them i think so yeah it's quite interesting so yeah so you basically yeah, have to buy it. There could be a gap in the market there. Well, I think there is, but to be honest, I mean, they, they do it pretty well, so I don't really know how you can make it a whole lot better. So, I mean, more, more joggy. Yeah, I don't more, know. Maybe more, you can make it shiny. More weedy, more buttons, more shiny buttons. Surely yeah. that, that will work. Shininess is, is probably could, the way yeah. forward. So. More shiny buttons and so, features and marketing bollocks. Yeah, it's all nonsense, isn't it? Um, yeah, so I'm very full. Um, I think the whiskey might be helping, but... Uh, it probably is probably is I ate too much gnocchi and I haven't been eating much sort of carbs like that recently I've been off I've been eating rice and that's about it the odd potato but I haven't been doing pasta or gnocchi or bread or Mm. Mm. although I gave up on my bread thing yesterday for 24 (laughs) hours I found these sourdough crumpets Oh, nice I saw that I was like oh that's amazing so I got them and I did a couple of uh, bacon and egg crumpets and the chimney crumpet is nice. And then uh, I had scrambled eggs on crumpets for dinner. <laughs> it was good. Yes. So, and then I felt yes. horrible for the, like, the next like twelve hours. But yeah, so I think, I think I'm definitely <laughs> off the bread now. It just does not. I just not not doing good things. Well, I just think once you're off it for a bit and then you're on it again, you realise what it does to you, and it sort of yeah, it's weird. It's hard to mm. explain. It just makes you feel lethargic and a bit just you know just ugh, you know it's weird and you don't really notice it once you kind of get used to it but if you cut it out and then try a bit you really you really notice what it does so yeah, yeah i'd probably be in that camp then because at the moment i don't really feel like it's i don't eat loads of bread or anything i love sourdough oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> um it's a bit too good and i probably indulge you know i don't know i don't indulge that much but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe I would notice a difference if I did what you did, perhaps. But yeah, I don't. At the moment, I don't really feel the need to. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, but some people it doesn't doesn't agree with that much. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, Dave, try and move the mic a tiny bit further away from you, about two inches. Oh, really? A bit further away? Okay. Maybe um, I don't know yeah. if it's crackling a touch on the high end. Ah, right. Um, okay, yeah, I'll stand. How's that? I think that's better. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm still, no, it's still sort of doing it. I, I, maybe it's just how it's monitoring in my ears. I think it's okay, but um, okay. you just sound more okay, accurate so, further away, so it's just it's a hard thing to grasp. Probably. I'm trying not to kind of shift around too much on my feet, but I to stop it wobbling. Maybe that's coming through a little bit. Ah, yeah, right. Well, you're moving it around with you, sort of thing. No, no, it's just, um, I guess, just the way, obviously, to timber house. Um, and if you kind of um, move around, on, it's all floorboarded and stuff. And I think it just wobbles the desk ever so slightly any time you kind of move. Oh, and okay, maybe, yeah. maybe it's just moving the arm a little bit. 
Like, yeah, and no, I don't think it's that. I, I think it might just be how it's monitoring in my ears, to be honest with you. I think it's all right. It's okay. hard to tell, really, but no. I'm sure it's all right. I'm sure people make I'm probably a good, good foot away from it, so... Yeah, I think, what did we establish the sort of distance? Was it just around that or was it a bit closer? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I felt like I was, I think, about the, the distance that we thought was okay. So yeah, fingers okay. crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed right. it's all right. That's good, yeah. So yeah. for anyone wondering, we got Dave the NT, the Rode NT USB mini uh, microphone, um, which uh, you just plug in via USB port into the computer and it works like a little podcasting mic and you can get a boom arm for it. It's quite a good little thing. So, yeah, for the price, I think it's definitely the best thing to get if you're looking and you don't want to fork out a shitload of money. It's a good uh, little thing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's cool. Um, the setups, uh, setups good. Mm. Yeah, I'm standing. I'm standing at the altar of the mega desk. Um, mega desk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which uh, has got all kinds of. Um, I've literally just got my laptop perched on top of it because I, I then. Um, touch anything else with all the arms and monitors and laptops hanging off yeah, it it's like but... some multi-arm <laughs> but it's cool I, I like the setup i like the setup i um, this is my only real option to use it when we're podcasting because obviously uh lucy um is here all day working away and she uses the mic during the day doesn't she she does cheekily yeah. but it seems to work really well so it's yeah, like it's well you know if it's getting used that's cool yeah man. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't do my Formula One podcast. I couldn't be bothered. I don't know why. Ah, so we really? could maybe okay. talk about it a little bit and then talk about. I mean, yeah. the cricket has been awesome. The IPL has been amazing. I don't know if anyone's watching it or or not, but I highly recommend watching Game Eight and Game Nine, which was the game from two days ago and three days ago. Those two games were just sensational. Right? Was, hmm. uh, Maybe I need to um, queue up some highlights on the old... Um, yeah, KO. KO have got the mini highlights on those, so um, they're worth watching. I mean, the games are... All, every game I've watched, and I've pretty much watched every game so far, I'm hooked on it like the uh, Big Bash. I'm just every game now. And I just... Oh, really? I, okay. I avoid the result, and then in the morning I just watch the game when I wake up, so... Um, and I just watch the full game and try and avoid the result, so, it's, so I just kind of stagger the uh my as this one watching it live but i just do it in the morning because it's on too late to really watch it at night so game did, what, what games did you say game eight and game, game eight and that's the one with the pink team with steve smith's team i think and then game nine which was with the red team and the blue team as you can see i can remember the names yeah so it looks like match nine was rajasthan royals versus um punjabi or punjab kings yeah so that um, wasn't yesterday, that was the day before, wasn't it, I believe? Yeah, that's that's match nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah that and then eight, right. eight was the... Um, oh, who uh, was it? Delhi I don't think they have match. Oh, on, yeah, they on. should do. Yeah, oh, here we go. No, yeah, that's strange. From Monday. They do have it on KO. It's definitely on there somewhere. Uh, it's not coming up on the app in the KO mini. It's match nine's there, and then it goes to match 10 and 11. 11? Yeah. Did you get your Maybe game it's nine mixed and up? ten? Maybe it's nine <laughs> and ten. I don't know, but they're... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, from the colours you're saying. So, match nine is the pink team, Rajasthan Royals, uh, versus Punjab Kings, which is uh, kind of a burgundy team. And then you've yeah. got Mumbai, wh- or whatever they're called, and then you've got Bangalore. Red so, Mumbai are in blue yeah, and Bangalore in red. Yeah, ah, those two okay. games. So, is that nine and ten? Yeah. 
That is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Watch those two yeah. games. They're fucking amazing. Oh, okay. And these oh, these these games were were two days, one day apart each. So one was the day before, one the day after, and yeah. like it was amazing. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. And there was one piece in it which I won't. It doesn't ruin the result. Um, Nicholas Poran, who's the West Indian wicketkeeper, who played for the Test team and one day as in 2020 and stuff, he was he wasn't wicketkeeping. He was in the outfield. And uh, he right. he saved a six. Basically, he saved four runs because they ran two, and it would have been a six. But he literally was on the boundary edge, was up on his tiptoes almost, and then literally sprung off one leg, just using like his calf muscle as the spring. So sprung off one foot, full reach over, like horizontal over the boundary line, one-handed catch, couldn't keep hold of it, obviously, because he was going to fall, looped it under his arm and threw it behind him. Oh, that was um, the clip I sent you earlier, was it? No, a different one. No, no, that, that oh, was actually one, really? that, that was actually a oh, wicket. <laughs> that wasn't from the IPL, that was from something else. I don't know where that was from. but um, oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. But... Uh, and it, it wasn't caught because it was there wasn't anyone near enough to him. But he saved essentially. It was just to save four runs essentially. But it was the most incredible piece of fielding you've ever seen. Like it was, it's unbelievable. I mean, the commentators just they blew their mind. Like Kevin Peterson just completely just melted with just awe, awe at how amazing this bit of fielding was. It was an incredible piece of athleticism and. Um, it was, oh, cool. uh, yeah, it was incredible. And it was, it was just to save four runs, basically. Like it was, it was going to go for six. They ran two, but you save four runs. So, um, and literally yeah. at the moment, these games are going down to the wire. So every run is important. So it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was incredible, man. Yeah. Sound, sounds entertaining. Sounds entertaining. Yeah. Two really good games. And the one yesterday was, uh, which was the, uh, summarizes Hyderabad against someone else. Um, not not as good a game, but still pretty good. That's the team Johnny Bairstow plays for. Um, it's um, it's, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? That, that um, you know, it's great that they're able to get the tournament on, given obviously the situation in India as well. It's pretty, um, pretty impressive. But oh, well, they're I playing in Dubai, yeah. so. Ah, of course they are. Of or Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi or Dubai, yeah. one, one of those. Yeah, one um, of the Emirates. So, Emirates. Yeah. and yeah. I think it's just three cricket grounds maybe even only two yeah and they're just playing two or three games on each wicket and then right and then rotating the wickets and they've got yeah, just yeah. enough to to make do so it's kind of how they did it in england between manchester and southampton mm-hmm. um so i mean it's incredible feat of engineering just from the ground stuff really yeah <laughs> so yeah. um but yeah everyone's obviously in their bubbles and getting tested daily and all this shit so it's um yeah it's amazing to have it on but they they it's really really funny because like, if you watch the test cricket they've got the fake crowd noise but it's just that really nice gentle <laughs> hum of the crowd it's actually quite yeah. soothing but in yeah. the ipl they just they've just taken a recording from one of the ipl <laughs> crowds so it's just like screaming and noise and all sorts of shit complete bedlam oh, it's yeah. crazy man yeah it's almost a bit too much but you kind of need it so um it does yeah, work it yeah. works but it's um and but they have reactions as well there's a guy on the buttons who does like boos and cheers <laughs> and like <laughs> it's really it's quite amusing that must be quite a fun job yeah, yeah, they had a guy doing that in the snooker as well. They had some guy doing fake applause whenever there was a good shot. 
you could like uh, really kind of get carried away and sort of like start becoming like some kind of pantomime like boo hiss boo hiss and yeah, yeah. cheering and like is, yeah. <laughs> you can get too far with it but it's um yeah it's interesting to someone say, someone's got to go rogue at some point hopefully <laughs> Yeah, I mean the IPL one. They seem to yeah, they seem to think quite well with the IPL one. But yeah, the snooker. I think the snooker went awry once where they pushed the wrong button and it played someone's intro music like partway <laughs> through a frame or something. <laughs> so it's saying, Ronnie Sullivan was just there going, "What the yeah, fuck is yeah, this?" Yeah, the uh, the big break theme tune comes on. <laughs> yeah, basically, and it was something really stupid like someone's like I think it was uh, Sean Murphy's fucking intro music, which was like. Amarillo or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it was quite entertaining. Oh, but, shit. Um yeah. and then yeah, did you watch the uh Formula One? Did you see what happened in that? I did. I actually watched um for the first time in quite some time. I watched the whole race. Yeah, it was um, um it probably wasn't the best race to watch the whole race to be honest <laughs> with you. There's been some really good races and th- this one probably wasn't one of the good it wasn't ones, the so. best but you know there's still some incidents and things yeah. and um the last few have been good but the, yeah this one was okay yeah. i mean it was all right i mean everyone was like, oh uh, bottas is back and all this shit it's like well yeah mm, not really it's like uh, it just, i think that's the went, thing it's kind of like <laughs> it it's wrong. a bit it it was kind of entertaining but only really because they screwed over hamilton <laughs> yeah basically so um which i don't know i can't quite work out I find it surprising that they would have taken that risk um, in the first place. Um, surprised that they 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 did that, and and surely. Do you mean the practice stuff? Yeah, they obviously. Um, they, yeah, sorry for context. I've skipped ahead a bit. Yeah. So yeah, if people don't know, so essentially, <laughs> when the drivers go up to the start of the race, they do a per, they do a lap, they they leave their pits and then they normally do a practice start and then they drive around the circuit and pull up on the grid in their position before the start of the race. So um but they can sometimes do that a couple of times. They can come back into the pits and do a couple of practice starts. So there was theoretically a designated area to do these practice starts, but the rules were a little bit vague, which is where Mercedes came afoul. And they, the rules kind of said you can do a practice start in the pit lane after the red light, which is the, st- the exit of the pits, of the pits, essentially. Then there's a pit exit lane. And the rules kind of said you can do a start anywhere as long as you're on the right, essentially, and you're not in the way. And it's, it's a very long pit exit. So... Hamilton, mm. rather than doing it where everyone else was doing it, went up to the far end just before the it goes onto the circuit. And, that, and he pulled over to the side and then he was doing it from there. He did ask his team and they said, yes, that's fine, which it turns out it wasn't. Mm. Um, but if you read the rules, it's really kind of the way it's worded. It didn't specifically say that he couldn't do that, but it was more of a, I don't know, a steward's interpretation of that. Um so yeah that's where mercedes got confused and mm. yeah it was a bit of a weird one and they, and because he did it twice he got two penalties and then yeah yeah that's pretty pretty brutal that was because of that and then what's weird is which has never happened before ever he got even though the race hadn't started he got penalties in the race from something he did before the race like mm. a, a time yeah, penalty yeah. which it really they sh- if they were going to do something like that they should have maybe done it sooner and given him a grid drop potentially 
Yeah, I was going to say, maybe a grid penalty would have been more appropriate. Yeah, because he was fucked anyway because he had that issue in qualifying where he had to qualify on the soft tyre. And that was all his doing. He made the mistake in the last corner and went wide and lost the lap. So it all went wrong from that point, really. And he was never going to win it because because of that. Mm. There was no way he could win the race. Even starting from pole because he was on a worse tyre, he just wouldn't have... Um, if you look at the lap... If you look at how far behind he, Bottas he finished, the 10-second penalty that he got, he was still about 10 seconds off Bottas. So he lost 10 seconds because of the strategy of being on those soft tyres. So right, um, right. so I, I don't... He could have got P2 rather than P3. That, so essentially that's where he finished. So, yeah, so he wouldn't have won. But, well, you don't, I don't think he would have won. I mean, maybe he might have done something incredible and won. But um, I don't think so. And... Yeah, once he got the penalty, I mean, that was it, really. So it was a bit mm. shitty. And then he basically just called them out and just said they're all fucking after him. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, he got a bit... Um, yeah, I don't know about what he came out and said. I mean, obviously... I think he was just pissed frustrated. off. Yeah, he, yeah, he has yeah. made a he's made a statement since then, kind of just saying, well, I probably shouldn't have said that. But, um, Whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was just like, well, <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's... It is a bit, I don't know, it did seem very harsh. And then he got two penalty points on his license, super license, which mm, they've since got, removed. So Yeah, yeah. Because they, they agreed that was a bit harsh. But. Yeah, I, I, if I, yeah, I guess it was quite harsh. I, I just find it really interesting that as a team and as, as a driver that they would even, although, you know, there's that argument that the rules were misinterpreted or they made an error that's fair enough but to even kind of get close to even having that in doubt is um yeah. is quite surprising i, I think I mean. yeah no I, I get what you mean but i think what it is and it's just mercedes mentality at the moment is they're always trying just to push looking for an edge they're looking yeah. for that extra edge and the, yeah yeah the little curveball in the rules they can take advantage of the Every, and yeah, and the yeah, reason yeah. Hamilton did that is because where they were doing the practice starts from, there was loads of rubber laid down, which wasn't representative of how the start would be. So Hamilton was like, well, I want to I want to do my practice start on some proper tarmac, which doesn't have all this rubber put down because that's going to be more realistic to Hamilton. And yeah, he yeah. was so, the start for him was so important. And the fact that he didn't get overtaken on the start, which is almost impossible to, to have done. So he needs credit for that. He, mm. he was in first place by you know second corner which is very difficult at that track because it's such a long straight but yeah um, yeah so that's why they did it but yeah it's a good point yeah it's, it's a good point but you're, I mean, you're right so, it's it probably yeah. wasn't worth the risk but um yeah. but that, that's it why they do show their mentality though which is interesting. yeah yeah they're always yeah. pushing and it's like yeah, saying yeah. sometimes when you push like that you're going to make a big fuck up, which is what exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah, bit of a win it all, win it all costs kind of kind of mentality. But it's yeah. like I guess it's not being afraid to yeah. fuck up, push push those boundaries, and yeah, yeah see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the England cricket mentality that won us the World Cup. It was just that it just yeah. go for it. It doesn't fucking matter. Just push everything, and yeah. you're going to make mistakes and fail sometimes, but. Mm. odds are it's going to pay off so yeah, yeah. back yourselves and make no apologies for it yeah so um yeah but i yeah. think now hamilton's come out and said oh well look i'm just going to keep it squeaky clean for the rest of the races so they just can't say anything so mm. i guess they'll um maybe be a bit more sensible but it's um 
Boyer still thinks he can win, which is funny. But I mean, maybe I don't know. He's still got a chance. But I just think this is probably the worst thing that could have happened to for Boyer because it's going to focus Hamilton and his team. I was going to say even he, more now. Yeah, it, it, he's likely to um, come back even stronger, isn't he? Well, they always do as um, a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially after Monza, after getting the penalty for coming into the pits when the pit lane was closed. Even though that was a bit dodgy, that I still, if you, even if you looked at the replays, it wasn't obvious that the fucking mm. the safety car light thing said an X to it. Mm. It looked like an S and a C, but it was an X. It's like, well. I wouldn't have fucking noticed that. Even on the replay, I didn't fucking see it. So, you're yeah. driving past it, however many hundreds of miles an hour. It's, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, it's like a hundred and fucking. But the team, but then the team would have had the information available to them. So I guess it's yeah. Again, they they fucked up. They they had yeah, it, but they yeah. couldn't relay it quick enough to Hamilton. Basically, so yeah, someone yeah. had it or missed split it. second uh, decisions. Yeah, because he was obviously in the lead. It, it, he was the first person to come in mm -hmm. so it's um yeah. yeah it was a weird one that one so yeah and then again getting penalized what i think he got a drive through for that or a 10 second or it which was really pretty harsh fucking thing considering it was just like an honest mistake and it was a stupid decision to push the fucking car like it was i think it was it was a bad stewarding decision to push that car up the pit lane rather than just push it into the barrier behind where it, where he pulled it over but it mm. seemed a bit of a strange thing to to put everyone at risk like that so i don't know yeah especially when it wasn't yeah. that clear that the fucking pit lane was closed so i don't know it's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> a bit of a weird one so so it's interesting that um Stefano Domenicali is um, confirmed as the new chief of Formula One. Another mm. Ferrari-based uh, interest there. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, he was Ferrari, but now he's Lamborghini and yeah. uh, Volkswagen, wasn't he, for a bit? Well, I think he was. Audi. Yeah, Audi, so, yeah. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, I think it's a I good... I like him, actually. Everyone's, I always him. Yeah, everyone's pretty keen on it, to be honest with you. Some yeah. people are like, oh, it's all Ferrari, Ferrari, but... By saying that, you're saying that he's basically got, you know, he's going to cheat and, you know, has no honour because it's just like, you know, he's going to no, just. I, you know, I think um, which is nonsense, I saw some interviews. So. Yeah, I saw some interviews. They did an interview on Sky with um, uh, they're under Toto Wolf, and, and yeah. they asked him about that, and and he said, you know, it's not it's not necessarily about that. It's the fact that they are the highest caliber caliber people. For the role, so oh, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. He's yeah. perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Nice I, I liked him as a, you know, when he was around um, in Ferrari, and I thought he was a good character. And actually, um, you know, was kind of carried himself well, and and um, kind of a pretty likable character. I think he'd be good. Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's the right person to. I mean, and Chase Carey has basically done his job perfectly. You know, he took he yeah, took it over, definitely. shepherded it for the last few years, and now he's put someone in that's perfect. So, um, mm. so he can go, kind of go back to the role that he was always supposed to do, which is the kind of overseer behind the scenes kind of role. So he's he is going to still play a bit of a role, but just not as the main face of a Formula One sort of thing. So. Which is a bit of a shame because yeah. he's got a rocking tash. So. He has got a pretty impressive tash, so it has to be yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it'd be, be good. I think I think um, Chase Carey's done a really good job, to be, to be honest. Oh, he's done great, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he got yeah. a lot of stuff over the line. He's rejuvenated F1 
quite a bit, I think. And bringing in Ross Braun when he did, and um, yeah, I think it's um, yeah, he's done the right thing. So yeah, he's done well. Yeah. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see over the next few years. Um, I mean, twenty twenty two is the big one when all the mm. cars change and whether that's going to make a difference or not, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens then. So, and I mean, to be honest, the next couple of years, I mean, next year is going to be the real year where um, I don't think the cars change very much. They might actually have a bit of downforce taken away from them. I'm not sure. So I think this year is the year to get lap records and, all that stuff because I don't think the cars are going to be this fast again for a while. I mean, they'll they'll find a way and they'll get the cars quick again. They always try and slow the cars down, and then the engineers just manage to break the laws of physics and make the cars quicker again. So um, mm. it'll be interesting to see how it is. But yeah, all these yeah, another um, another arms race in terms of uh, technology and um, extracting more power and, and things like that. Well, yeah, but they're doing all these things to co cut costs. So like in terms of engine yeah, development, yeah. they're basically going to freeze that. Once everyone's got parity of power, they're just going to lock it down. And then um, the cars have very different aerodynamic principles to them as of 2022 so it's more yeah. about ground effect aero rather than aero on top of the car and also how the aero kicks off how the air kicks off the back of the car it, it effectively kicks it much higher off the car so there's a yeah they've done a lot of work a on clean that, air bubble behind a lot mm. closer to the car so theoretically people can follow a lot closer um, that's all Ross Braun's genius that's been developing all that. So, yeah, you know, it's been really um, interesting. He was the architect of the double-blown diffuser thing, which won Braun Braun GP the uh, championship in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, so. very true. Yeah, I think it's good. That, like, um, yeah, I think we've we've kind of touched upon this before, but e Eccleston took the sport as far as he could and I think it was it was definitely time for some fresh stuff and oh, yeah, seem, yeah. seems like they've actually put good people in the right positions and really kind of you know if the main thing is is that they, they seem to be trying to listen to the fans and they're never going to please everyone all the time but they yeah, they're certainly, yeah. certainly thinking from the perspective of um, you know the spectacle and the entertainment yeah, yeah, they're definitely trying. They're doing well. I mean, there's still this talk of reverse grids, which I don't. I'm not against it, but I don't feel like it should affect the actual championship. Like, there should if they're going to do reverse grids, maybe they do in a 20 race season. Ten of the races have a, re a reverse grid race, which is a reverse grid championship or something, rather than they're talking about mm. the reverse grid dictating the grid for the race day rather than having a qualifying session. So, which I don't necessarily agree with. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you know, it's it kind of seems a bit harsh to penalise those that are at the front on merit. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, I like the idea of it. It would be good fun, but mm. I think it should be its own separate thing and you just have a reverse good championship, so like a separate little mini champ, and it happens on a Saturday. But then the trouble is with that is, is how do you do that? And because they're trying to cut costs, so as soon as you add another race in with twenty laps or whatever, then it's huge. Cost, well, it's yeah. it's more tires, it's more wear on the engines, it's it's all this stuff. So it's like, well, 
How can you do that and cut costs? You can't. So they kind of contradicted themselves a little bit. So I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't really think. I mean, qualifying is the one thing that's consistently entertaining most of the time. So and that's, mm. it's the one thing they've actually nailed and got right, and it's kept like that for a long time because it, it actually works. But um, they just seem to be forgetting the fundamental issues, which is the tires and the aerodynamics. I mean, that's the issue with Formula One at the moment, and they don't seem. To yeah, be definitely. It. So yeah. it's. Um, and you know you can have Ferrari have got the most money out of everyone and they're fucked. Look at them. So it's not necessarily a, really a rule about money. So it's a, I don't know. I no, don't know. I think I think there's been some teams that have really um, helped to sort of dispel that a little bit in terms of you know those with the biggest budgets always win. I mean, yes, Mercedes clearly have a large budget, a much larger budget than. But as you rightly say, Ferrari probably got the biggest budget and <laughs> it doesn't. It up. Doesn't mean that you can just buy the championship. Yeah. Um, well, they tried. They got, they got caught cheating, <laughs> and then and then because yeah, yeah, of yeah. the rules with the engines, they couldn't fix the the problem. And the engine was built around this principle of the, them of this system yeah. that they were trying to cheat, and so they had to turn that part off. Which then, so that's why they're fucked, and which why they can't do anything till twenty twenty two, basically. So, yeah, mm. it's interesting. I'm sure they'll come back stronger. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty two, they'll be they'll be back on top again. They have to be, but. It's um yeah it's it's interesting to see uh, what happened with that so yeah yeah so but it's um it's the same that's that's you can apply that kind of principle through sport you look at football for instance or soccer you know the the big um big money teams and that they they're not necessarily they poured shitloads of money and not necessarily always won but actually when you look at it Manchester City won a load of titles and then Liverpool had a big investment and over time you know they've they've won the title or Chelsea so you know there's um money talks but um yeah I mean I guess in the yeah. in the IPL you see it I mean they're all kind of on a similar budget aren't they and they can distribute yeah. that how they want I think but um so that I don't know yeah I guess so that's a bit more even which is why it's everything is so close in the IPL when you kind of see it yeah you know essentially there's a maximum total each team can spend but it's up to them how mm. they spend it um, so mm. I think they got like Johnny Bairstow for like 200 grand or something which is just an absolute bargain like considering the runs he's been getting so yeah uh, yeah especially last year as well so um, it's uh, yeah it's interesting it's interesting yeah definitely definitely um, one one interesting thing I saw was that um, um, Mick Schumacher um, yeah I was just looking well, was um, one of three Ferrari Academy drivers to make his F1 race weekend debut. So that's interesting because... Yeah, that's happening in um, in Nuremberg. Nuremberg yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, uh, next weekend. Yeah. Mm. So um, he's... he's um, So last year in F2, he did okay. It was his first season in it and he did all right. And then this year he started quite slow and steady and now he's just starting to dominate and he's, he's well ahead in the championship and he's consistent results and he won last weekend's race and he's starting to be really good so yeah he i think he'll he'll be driving for alfa romeo next year i think yeah quite possibly um he's gonna do the uh the, the um sort the of test. a practice session with alfa romeo and then you've got a guy called callum illot who's a british guy brit dude yeah yeah for i don't know anything about him really. yeah, yeah he's good um I think 
there was one British guy who got into some trouble. I think that was maybe it was Tictum. I can't. One of them got into trouble for doing some naughty stuff um, on the track. Cocaine, cocaine and hookers? No, no. I think it was more mm-hmm. like um, ramming people and things or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But I can't remember who it was. I think he was part of the Red Bull thing, and he got dropped by him because of what he, how he was acting. Um, he just got a big bit, bit too ego. You know, so there probably was months, cocaine so. and hookers um, oh, maybe, involved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, Callum Millot, he's um, yeah, another Brit. So whether he'll get in for Haas, I don't know. I mean, mm. I think uh, I don't know. Haas is tricky. I mean, you got Magnussen is talented but inconsistent, and Grosjean the same. I mean, he's got moments of brilliance, but most of the time it's average. And Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave. Between them, those two, they fucked that team up completely. They've completely fucked that team because of their own internal squabbling and not <laughs> not being willing to work together. Um, and to yes, be honest, Hass, seems that way. Hass should have ditched him two years ago, and they didn't. And so I, I, mm. it's kind of Hass's fault as much as the drivers. They they just haven't managed that team well, and the drivers haven't worked together well enough. And if I was Hass two years ago, I'd have ditched them both and brought in two young kids and saying, right, we're going to develop this team. We work together. We try and get points as a team. Your individual results do not matter. Yeah. Because if you look at like, yeah, you could have sort of the way George Russell's gone about things at Williams, you know, they could have really gone that way. Couldn't they? I mean, McLaren have done it perfectly. They, they realized that they're not going to win the championship at the moment. And it's about driving themselves up the grid and getting a higher points finish position each year because they get that much more money. So the higher, I don't know if people listen know, but the higher you finish in the championship, you get quite a substantial amount of money, even for one place higher from where you finish in the championship as a team. So if you manage to get your team each year, one place higher each year, you will gradually get towards that front of the grid because you'll get that much more money coming in and then more sponsorship and all that stuff. Whereas Haas, with the way they've done it, they've just... They let their drivers squabble. They didn't shut that down quick enough. They, you know, it just, yeah. The drivers, were. it was all about their own personal place and finish and they wouldn't want to give up to their teammate and all that stuff. When really it's like, well, you're not going to win a race. You're not like, what are you doing? It just, it was just ego, all ego. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah very much so, yeah. I think I'd manage an F1 team really well, I think. Maybe that's what I should do next. Yeah, job. well, why not? Why not? I'm sure there's plenty of uh, plenty of openings available to someone of your caliber. To I me. think Toto Wolf might be leaving soon, so maybe I'll um, hit Mercedes up for a job. It mm. certainly seems to be a bit of sort of um, rumor around there, doesn't there? I mean, yeah. Well, uh, I think he doesn't. I mean, he, I think he's got you know he's got family and he's got so much money. He doesn't you know he could just stop now and that's it. But I think he's he's of the opinion that he can't really do a whole lot more at the team. Like they've achieved absolute perfection. So how long? How much longer can it go on for? So yeah, yeah. he wants to take a step back and be still be involved, but not be you know there every weekend. But I think Hamilton really wants him there because I think mm. the reason that team is so good is because of Toto Wolf. So it's. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, what's going to happen. And that's why Hamilton's holding off on his contract, because he, he wants to know what's happening. And also, is the team going to be sold to their main sponsor, who's some chemical company? Which Petronas. It's a Malaysian... No, not Petronas, yeah. it's someone else. 
I right. Oh, Sintiv? Is that what? I can't remember. Um, uh, okay, I thought it was Petronas. Uh, there's Ineos. Ineos. Ah, yeah, yeah I've seen that name. Um, seen that name uh, up here. Yeah, Petronas are the fuel and the a big, a Malaysian, a big sponsor. Malaysian oil company Petronas, aren't they? Yeah, so they supply the fuel for the, for Mercedes, and they're one of their main sponsors. But Ineos uh, um, is a uh, major chemical sponsor. company. Yeah. I think there's rumour they want to buy the team and it become the Ineos Formula 1 team. Um, but I don't know what Ineos do and it doesn't seem like it's all chemicals and stuff. So I'm not sure that's going to sit with Hamilton who's so pro, you know, environmental and planet stuff. So I don't know whether that's also kind of holding him off. Wow. Well, yeah, they, um, just looking at their website very briefly, they, they seem to be, um, it, it may well just be marketing, marketing, um, bullshit, but they they've just uh, agreed the largest ever industrial wind power purchase contract in Belgium yeah. with a company called Engie, which I've heard of. Um, they're a young company, grown to become a leading chemical company with sales today of around sixty billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Fucking hell, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, so you can see why they um, want to buy the Formula One team for a few billion. Yeah, I think they've probably got a slightly, maybe, well, depending on your beliefs, maybe a slightly questionable background, but yeah. um, maybe moving towards more sustainable practices by the looks of it. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. So there's that rumour going about, so I don't know whether that will happen or not. But, but it seems like I don't think Mercedes want to sell the team. And, I mean, that's the other thing. Toto Wolff is like one of the team owners and a major shareholder in the team. So... He, yeah. if he, they do sell it, like he'll be instant billionaire basically. So, um, mm. if you've got a nice young family and a hot wife and you know other challenges ahead of you, then it's like, well, you know, why not, Cheers, go, why not go out yeah. on top? So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be intrigued to know what the Mercedes position is because obviously the brand equity is kind of you know, you can't really put a valuable value on that. I mean in terms of the brand, but then they may say, well, you know, it's, um, we, we want to leave a, a legacy where we're on top and, and kind of walk away with that intact, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean, there's rumours Hamilton's got like a $120 million contract about to sign, but um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. Because he isn't signed for next year at the moment, so theoretically he could just say that's it. And I'll go and drive for Haas. <laughs> oh yeah, or Red Bull is a rumor. So um, yeah, interesting. But no, they wouldn't do that at all. <laughs> just no way. Because if they did that, Verstappen would be like, right, I'll see. I'm going to Mercedes then. So yeah, yeah, true. Because he's true. getting fed up of uh, the losses and inconsistencies. So. Yeah, he's a bit frustrated, isn't he? I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a good few more races. There's some good races coming up. You've got Nurburgring, then you've got Imola, then you've got um, uh, Portofino, the uh, Portuguese Grand Prix, and then you've got the ones in Dubai, which which is one of those is this essentially the outer circuit in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, whichever one it is. There's two races back to back at the same circuit, like they did at Silverstone, but they're changing the circuit. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. essentially and, um, this it's is not the one in Bahrain. Isn't Bahrain, it? yes, it's not yeah. an oval, but it's like got three massive long straights and then a couple of corners, and that's it. Mm. So it's uh, 
it could be a very entertaining race because it's, it's going to be like three DRS zones and all sorts, and it could be uh, interesting to see how that works. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. So I'm hoping that the, uh, the those new tracks get uploaded to the Formula One game, um, so uh, I can give, oh, them, yeah. give them a drive because that's uh, that's been quite cool to be able to drive all the circuits and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's a good game actually. It's fucking really good. Like I need a better steering wheel for it, but um, that's a, a massive uh. unnecessary expense. So I can't do that at the moment. So. Well, then you'll have to decide between whether you buy a new Xbox, whatever it is, and a PlayStation. Oh yeah. Well, I I'm not going to at the moment. It's it's too much. It's seven hundred and fifty dollars, man. It's like oh really? Shit, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a powerful machine, and but then they're doing that thing like uh, that everyone does now is they re- they have a very limited number available, so it drives up the demand. So of course, of and course. it's just they, they they're doing it deliberately. It's all just marketing, and it's so annoying. I mean, it's what they did with the switch, and everyone went mental and wanted a switch, and you couldn't get one. You still can't. Like they're so hard to get. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So the first um, few months, first three months, four months, it's going to be hard to get. I mean, even if you pre-ordered one, unless you got in an early pre-order, you might not even get it on release day. So it's um, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's annoying. So I'm just going to forget it's even being released until next year, and then probably get one when it's, mm. there's an offer oh. or something. But, you know, it'll be good yeah, they look pretty cool, but I, I wonder just how how groundbreaking they can be apart from you know it, more depth to gameplay and better graphics it's, and stuff how, how yeah, far can they take it on that platform higher resolution uh better lighting effects and quicker loading times that's all it is mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. all it is i mean all the games will play on the one i've got so it's yeah it, it doesn't you know it's xbox aren't ignoring the people who have these consoles currently so they're making you know at least for the next few years so any game that comes out for the new machine will theoretically be on the old machine but um oh, right. that's cool. uh, for, for a while at least but i mean they're doing this thing with various suppliers in various countries where you just actually subscribe you get the xbox gold pass xbox access it's called and you get it's like a subscription game thing so there's a hundred free games that you can, and they're all a lot of them are new games and stuff so you don't pay for a game it's just like having netflix but you can get it so you actually get the console bundled in, in that so it's like 40 bucks a month and you get the console and access to all these free games and xbox live and all that shit so it's actually they're going down this subscription route which is the mm. big thing that I don't think anyone really realised they were going to do it, and that's what they're doing. So, it means you can get a seven hundred and fifty dollar console for forty bucks, basically. And obviously, well, bucks yeah, each I month, guess it, it it makes sense really when you think about it. It's just taking the mobile phone subscription model, isn't it, and, and applying it to that. Yeah. So it's um, and it's cheaper yeah. than a fucking mobile phone as well. Which yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting one. I was going to maybe just do it. And go, oh fuck it, I'll just do it. But I'm too late on the thing. So you get a. Yeah, it's just not worth doing it until you get it. I mean, until it's available, really. But yeah, it's an interesting concept that they're doing. PlayStation aren't doing that at all. They're doing they're just like normal standard buy it and buy the games and backwards compatibility isn't quite as good. Whereas the Xbox One, it's like everything that plays from an Xbox from ten years ago will play on the new system. And that's cool. If it can, it will upgrade the quality and the resolution and the frame rates and all that as well. So it's yeah, they've done a. It's an interesting concept that they're going with. So um, 
Yeah. Yeah. One one thing I'd like to mention is um, that's that's quite exciting. So changing subject slightly, but uh, just while I thought about it, was the um, the South Park pandemic special is on tomorrow. (laughs) So what's um, what's that on? If you're in Australia. It's on, um, it's a new freeview channel called 10 Shake, so channel on the 10 network. There's a, there's a new channel that is um, uh, launching, and I, I think it might actually be the launch of the channel. I'm not sure about that, but um, yeah, I've, seen, I've, I've seen the channel appear in my TV planner thing. I haven't actually even switched to it because it's probably mostly bollocks, but because yeah, um, SPS... SPS um, had South Park for, for years in Australia and they actually um, announced that they weren't going to renew it. So back when South Park first came out, they, they said that they the likes of the major networks and everything um, wouldn't wouldn't return their calls. They were like, no, we're not having this on our network. But SBS actually took it up all, all that time ago back in the 90s, um, which is hard to believe. That uh, yeah. and then um, and then now, yeah, SBS kind of didn't decided not to carry on, but um, it got picked up by Channel Ten. Uh, Ten Shake is called, and um, yeah, so so the great thing is as well, actually, is that um, it's premiering in, in the US um, today, I believe, or something, um, okay. or. Um, and, and we're getting it over here literally sort of, you know, less than 24 hours um, yeah, later. So that's quite that's cool. Good. Um, and it, it kicks off, um, I think it's season, what did they say? Um, it's the premiere of season 24, I think it is, which is nuts, isn't it? crazy. Well, I haven't really kept up watching it, to be honest. I haven't watched it in years. but um, uh, Yeah, I, I dropped out of it. I was, I was very much a big fan of it. I think it's still one of the best written shows on TV. Um, you know, it's so it's so on point um, when they they're, they're sort of their social commentary, um, and I kind of picked up a few episodes here and there. I, I certainly don't watch it as much as I used to, but still, there's. I think there was a few series where it went off the boil a bit, and they kind of changed the way that they write the the stories, or they they focus on certain characters and stuff, and then they change back again. And but I mean, still, some of the sort of more recent episodes that I've seen now and again have still been just brilliant um you know the, the way that they um whether it's political commentary or social commentary the, the way that they tell a story and just like the way it's written is brilliant so um yeah it's an hour-long special as well um and yeah, it all centers around um it all centers around i think randy marsh um as well who's a brilliant character and um there's a great screenshot that i, I read the you know randy marsh um stan marsh's dad uh, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess it's hard if you haven't watched it. So, there's a, there was a storyline quite in kind of recent series. How I don't know how far, but um, sort of uh, Randy Marsh decided to sell up everything and go and grow weed, basically, and go and start a weed farm because it was legal in Colorado. Um, and he called it Tegrity Weed. So it's like, we need weed with Tegrity. Um, <laughs> and um, it's just brilliant. If you haven't watched it, I, I highly recommend it because it's just, because it has Towley in it as well. He's like his business partner. <laughs> oh, yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's, it's such an amusing story. And Randy Marsh has become like, well, he's always been a great character, I think. He's just so funny. Um, yeah, okay. That sounds and, good. Um, yeah, I think, the, I think the pandemic special kind of, um, anyway, there's a great strip great screenshot from uh, the episode that I um, I shared with a friend earlier. I'll try and send it on to you, but it was, um, 
it's kind of predictable in that um, it's all about uh, <laughs> it basically shows him in front of a weed um, a graph um, showing the the rise the exponential rise in sales and rise in sales of weed during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I sent this read to you just now. It's, oh, yeah. it's quite <laughs> weed sales. Yeah. Oh yeah, him. So, okay. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that should oh, be that should be entertaining. It's probably worth checking out. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm quite excited for it. Yeah. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I suppose yeah. they have to release it so soon because because of like YouTube and stuff, someone will upload it. Yeah. And so everyone yeah, see exactly. it. Yeah. So it's stupid yeah. not yeah. to. Like, really, yeah. what they should do is just stick it on YouTube. Really, because once they do that on their channel, it's copyrighted, and YouTube will, will deal with any piracy. Whereas if they don't it's just on there as a free-for-all so there's less likely to be picked up by youtubers like piracy mm. or you know, yeah that's right proper yeah. usage so which is why i don't get some people like ricky gervais does these um i don't know if it's instagram or facebook thing where he does the, a video each week and just chats and stuff about what's been going on someone takes it and puts it on youtube but it's not him so they're yeah. getting all the views and all the revenue from it and because it's just on there like that, it, it's just like, and because it hasn't been put up as a unique thing from Gervais, it's not like he's not getting anything from it. So it's, it seems so stupid that why well, wouldn't you just put it up there? Because then it's it's automatically copyrighted to you then. So yeah, maybe he just doesn't care. I mean, God, he's, well, no, he probably doesn't be, give a fuck. But it just seems a bit he's weird. He's probably so just, filthy rich that so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, and no, it doesn't really matter. But it just it just seems. I mean, yeah, that's what I don't kind, get. It's kind of surprising though. Yeah why you wouldn't just stick stuff up on youtube like that and just get the, mm. get the ad revenue or stick your own ads on it and you know make your own revenue from it for it's the same with the ufc like the ufc this weekend was on it was like a pretty big fight and i didn't want to pay for it but literally 20 minutes after the fight you can just search on youtube and mm. they're up there and you can watch them like and yeah. they're not up there for long because they get pulled down but as long as you get there it's you know, just after the fight, someone will put it up and it will be up there for an hour or so and you can watch it. So it's, um, and whereas if the UFC just did it, sorted. And I, it just, I don't know, they, they their business program with this pay-per-view thing, I never really understood the pay-per-view. It just seems like people are always going to pirate it and you're never going to stop that. So why not just make it free and get all your money from ad revenue that you set up yourself? And like, you know, like the Super Bowl or like, you know, a, a sporting event that's on free to air TV. It just they make all their money from ad revenue. I don't know why they don't just do it. You know, they make huge amounts of money. So I, it's, I just, it's probably largely to do with um, obviously broadcasting rights and stuff that have been exclusive. You know, a lot of these networks or platforms pay a shit ton of money for exclusive. Well, yeah, but right with, to broadcast it. with the UFC, it's all just their own thing. So they, you have to go on to the UFC website. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, there, there'll be there'll be co commercial interests at play, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously adverts that play in that time, so that they, they yeah. do get revenue from that. But the 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 revenue from that is limited to the number of viewers they get, and they don't get that many. Like they'll get a million viewers mm. maximum, which isn't very many. Like you've got YouTube stars, you get more views than that each video. So I see where you're coming it's, from. It's, yeah. It's, for me, it's just like, put it out there, then they get a, a put, load more viewers. Yeah, yeah. just put it out yeah. for free on and literally on YouTube or on and, or even on your own website and just say, "There's a free stream." You've got an advert between every round. You've got all the build-up adverts, and people can watch it. And you've got guaranteed probably 
20 million people watching it, which is 20 times more than normal. So you can just ramp up your ad, your ad buys by 20%, by however much, 200% or whatever it is. I just, it just seems, um, and then you stop piracy because it's free. Everyone can get it. Everyone's going, everyone's going to watch your high quality stream rather than some shitty low quality piece of shit stream. So it, I don't know. It just seems weird. Again, I should run the UFC. I'll be running the Mercedes Formula One team and the UFC simultaneously. And I reckon you're going to be it. you're going to be quite busy. I think I'll do it better than both of them. I reckon you, you'll need uh, some kind of personal assistant. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I reckon you're up for it. Well, as long as I don't have to sort of um, you know bow down to your um, other deviant demands, I, I think I'll yeah. be up, up to it. Yeah, I have to hire yeah. a, a, some yeah. sort of a sexy lady for that. Wrong. Well, you know, um, yeah. Although that uh, might or, be deemed or pay, or pay me a lot more, and I'll, um, you know, I'll pretend to be a sexy lady. I'm That's not fine. sure I'd be interested in that, Dave. I'll be honest with well, you. Well, you know, I, I can scrub. I, I can I scrub think, up pretty well. I yeah, can scrub I up pretty well. I'm not so sure about that, mate. I don't if, know. You, if you throw enough money at the problem. Yeah, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to solve it from from my perspective. I mean, you'll have more money, but I don't think I'll, I'll be particularly into it. I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I can I can buy myself some butt implants and uh, you know. Yeah, I ain't going for it. I'm going to fire you now, right away before it <laughs> even starts. Uh, I've talked myself out of the role before. I've you have, yeah. Again. You just, you went down the wrong road, man. Um, yeah, took the wrong turn in the, in the fork in the road. Took the wrong turn. Breaking news: um, They've announced the England central contracts. So who's got what and who's lost what? I think not un, unsurprisingly. Bearstow isn't been retained for the test team in terms of central contract. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't know what happened, but they just seem to fall out of love with Johnny Bearstow in the cricket in the test team, and I don't quite know why. Because hmm. he was a really good. I mean, he batted really well. He bowled. He not, but he wicket keeping was really good, and he's probably the best fielder in the team. So I just it's a bit of a weird one. I don't know quite what happened there. I mean, he, his batting let him down a bit for the test cricket, I guess. But, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, he's been retained for the white ball contract because obviously he's, like, you know, intrinsic part of that. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think new people... So Joffre's got his test and white ball contract. Joss Butler has, Joe Root has, Ben Stokes has, and Chris Wokes has. Uh, test only contracts are James Anderson, Stuart Broad, Rory Byrne, mm. Zach Crawley, Sam Curran, Ollie Pope, Don Sibley. White ball contracts, Moeen Ali, Johnny Bairstow, Tom Curran, Owen Morgan, Adil Rashid, Jason Roy, Mark Wood. And there's incremental contracts, which is like a, just a sort of contract to keep them on and just float about, and that's Don Best, Chris Jordan, Jack Leach. Um, so... Yeah, it's mm. good. Yeah, so um, and um, just a little shout out to the Eng England um, England women's team as well, who destroyed you know, West Indies, thrashed the West Indies to take a four 0 series lead, which is um, well done there. Tell you, mate, we're looking really good at the moment. I mean, Australia is still the team to beat, but in women's cricket but we're definitely on the up I think we're definitely in with a chance of competing against them when we next play them trouble is they've yeah. got um, Elise Perry who's just <laughs> she's very good <laughs> just ridiculously good 
I think she plays for the Australian cricket team. I think she plays for the Australian football team as well, soccer. Pretty, yeah, pretty she, sure does, she yeah. does, yeah. And she's also really good at hockey or something. And she's just a freak athlete. And just <laughs> she's just better than everyone by a long way. Like, it's unbelievable. Too, so, too goddamn good. Yeah, she's incredible. And she's hot as well, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which well is, done, which is her. Well nice. done, her. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So that's all very exciting. Uh, what else? What time is it? Quarter past nine. Are we going? We've, we've rambled for about an hour now. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've actually really achieved anything, have we? Um, uh, we've entertained the masses, Tim. We've, we've entertained, entertained the, masses. the masses. Yeah. We've definitely mm. had a drop off in listeners just by just from me doing Formula One podcasts and not much else. I think I think people have got bored. Uh, does, it, do, does it correlate with my appearances? Yeah, there's a there's too. a drastic dip, mate. When uh, no, it's um, <laughs> it's just been a steady decline since since really I've stopped having regular guests on. I think that's the problem. But I, what are you going to do? Mm. It's just it's the way of things. So it's, I'm not too bothered. These are the times. These it fluctuates times. so much. It's hard to know, really. I mean, oh, fuck mm. this, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, to our to our literally tens of listeners. Um, yeah, if we, you are listening, thank you very much. I appreciate you, <laughs> and uh, I hope we're being at least somewhat entertaining. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think maybe um, I'm gonna. Find sounds it. like you're 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 um you're rustling about in the background there. Are you in search of beverages or? No, food? no. I was just gonna find. I listened to some. I I, I my iPhone plugged it into the uh, car the other day, and I just put on a random hip hop track. I can't remember what what it was, and then it just seemed to go off on this random hip-hop playlist that just came out of nowhere i didn't tell it to do it it just started doing it and like every track was a fucking banger that's always always pleasing so i just i was just liking lots of songs that were coming up and i was just seeing if i uh was this on uh, spotify no, no this is on apple music but i um I, I i was trying to see if i can find ones that i'd recently liked but i don't seem to be showing that so but it was it was most entertaining. I listened to some, there were some fucking great tunes. I yeah. think a lot of them were there was Apollo Brown and then also Diamond D. I don't know if you've listened Ooh, to much yeah. of his stuff, but um, Diamond D stuff's good, I like that. Mate, there were some fucking bangers. I think it's mm. the Dime Piece and the Dime Piece Two. Those two albums are yeah, amazing. I have. Yeah, they're good records. Are. They are. Yeah. So, I um. I don't know. I was going to tell you. Um. I don't know if I. I can't recall whether I sent you. Um. A link to it or not was um. I discovered that Apollo Brown had done a, a record with Locksmith, which I thought you might be interested in. Oh, nice. Back in it's not new. Is I think it was back maybe back in 2018 or something. But um. Oh yeah! Didn't they? Didn't they do a whole album? Yeah, it's called No Question. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think we maybe we talked about it the other week. I'm sure we mentioned. I can't recall now. <laughs> I, don't know. But I um yeah, back it was released in June 2018. It's only like 23 minutes long, so it's not very long. But um, yeah, um, it's on uh, the Mellow Music Group label, which is um a really cool label. There's some um, Odyssey's done a lot of stuff with with now the. I'm not sure. I think I'm right in saying that Diamond D and then Odyssey was involved in some kind of group called Diamond District, 
I think they're two different things. Oh, okay. um, but um, Diamond District put out some good stuff, and that Mellow Music Group kind of label um, is um, there's some really good records on there. We've done some really good stuff, so worth checking out. Um, yeah, man, I'll check it out. I'm just trying to find. The other um, cool yeah. thing that I discovered was on. I heard some background yelling. Is that, is that music or yeah. that? If you go to my roots, I really did not. Yeah, I'm seeing if I can find that track, but I can't remember what it's fucking called. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm probably not allowed to play it anyway. So. Uh, yes, of course. For my tens um, of listeners. The um, one thing was cool. I kind of just randomly looked back on um, Odyssey on Spotify and um, seems like these put loads more material up. So if you look at Odyssey's Odyssey's like entire back catalogue, it's incredible. Oh, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's... um, He's done a lot of stuff and just lots of like cool instrumental things as well. Yeah, loads of of, um, beat tapes and stuff and all that kind of thing. I'll actually promote this as well. So Jay Live has just released a new little EP and also an imminent... Oh, actually, I don't know if it's quite released yet. It might be in August, in October, but he's released a little EP album thing and then he's releasing an instrumental album, which is all his own music so no samples or anything it's all just purely his own creations um so yeah he's been talking about that i mean i follow him on a band camp so i get these like email updates oh, yeah, yeah. and um yeah so that sounds like quite a cool little project so that's coming out in october so maybe once that comes out we can do a little um listen and talk about it um yeah that'd be cool so i think he's releasing it on Bandcamp first and then He's going to be releasing it on all his um, other platforms. Uh, well, on basically on you know all the streaming platforms, essentially Spotify and all that shit. So um, yeah, so drawn up new J Live Bandcamp EP uh, came out last week, and then there's a uh, his instrumental ones coming out in a few weeks. I think that's what's happening. So yeah. So that would be cool. So yeah, so that's very good. Listen, I might send you, I'll send you the link for that, um, so you can have a look. See, so that should be pretty good. He's he's always worth listening to. Um, so it's just um, it's twelve tracks actually. So actually, well, no, it, it's twelve tracks, but uh, he normally does this. So he does, um, he does six tracks, which. Uh, him rapping over his beats and then he does the instrumental versions as part of the same kind of album so you can mess about with him and if you want to so or just listen yeah, to cool. instrumentals so yeah so i've sent you that link so yeah, yeah. just uh, just checking it out now so i think he's only released a couple of well he's released one track on that album at the moment as a teaser and i believe the full album's out in october 2nd that's it yeah october 2nd so yeah so that'd be worth listening to. So Paint a Picture yeah, yeah. is the first track he's released. So, And you can buy his whole discography, every single thing he's ever done for $158 US dollars if you want to, which isn't bad considering he's got 39 albums or something <laughs> between all albums, EPs, singles, stuff like that. So, 
Um, but I already bought his discography a few years ago, so I've got everything anyway. But um, oh, wow, so. uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. Thirty nine releases. Yeah, there's some that, class um, in there as well, man. I mean, hopefully, they're just uh, musical releases and nothing more sinister. Yeah, not not a sinister release, no. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's cool. So yeah, so maybe once that album's fully out, um, we can have a listen and um, maybe do yeah. a review of it because I think it's good to yeah. throw some love to Jay live because he's always he's doing it the hard way all himself so yeah yeah. definitely definitely um another um record that I kind of dipped back into the other day which uh, um was cool is um that I could recommend to uh, our listeners is um uh A1 um obviously A1 and Phonics is um a very well uh well, I'd say well-known. They probably aren't that well-known, really, but uh, in our circles. Well-known to um, us. Yeah. <laughs> well-known to us. But, um, yeah, A1 did one. I don't think it was with Phonics, but uh, an album called Matt Black Soul, which... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great um, album. Yeah, which is really cool. I, I kind of just de- sort of delved back into that a bit, and, um, yeah, that's really good. A really good record, that, uh, worth listening to. It's kind of got some really nice um, kind of soulful, as the name would suggest, Matt Black Soul. Um yeah. Yeah, that came out in 2014. Hard to believe. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, crazy, crazy. I learned today, yeah, this was a random thing on the radio. They were talking about just changing subjects slightly. but So um, how long ago do you think it was that um, Mr. Brightside by the, Killer was, the Killers was released? Oh, Jesus. That's got to be early 2000s hasn't it or something I don't know is it well give, give me yeah go on, give me a guess how many 2005 years? well not too far off it was 17 years ago apparently <laughs> okay and that's fucking that's mental can't believe that yeah, we're old mental. we're old <laughs> I think yeah, that's what I'm, I'm worried about that's 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 the problem well that we're um, old well, it kind of just when when people say shit like that, and you go, "Fuck no, that was never seventeen years ago." Yeah, it's um, weird, isn't it? When you think about it, it's, I don't feel that old, but I think I probably am, judging by things hurting like just all the time. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and a lot of the yeah. time you don't know whether it's an injury or it's because you've been exercising, or if it's like sore from that, or sore <laughs> yeah, just because you hurt, or sore because you're old. So a lot of the time you just got to train through it and hope it is just soreness from exercise. But well, um, yeah, I'm I'm very um well, I wouldn't say I'm very sore today. I'm a little bit sore today because I, I actually went to the osteo last night for the first time in what feels like months. Um, oh, nice because I haven't been able to go because of fucking lockdown. Melbourne lockdown. Um, yeah. So yeah, I actually um so that was, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was um oh, I wouldn't say painful, but um yeah, let's just say having not been for such a long time, it was um certainly I didn't feel too bad actually. I feel like I've been, you know, doing the yoga and doing the exercise and stuff, which has helped, but um I bought a yoga still, mat. Ah, very good. I haven't very used good. it yet, but it's out on the floor, so it'll be. Well, yeah, um, we've really found a big difference, Lucy. Well, Lucy and I have both been doing it. Um, just, just YouTube, yoga with yoga with Cassandra or yoga with Adrian. Um, ten minutes of a morning, and then maybe ten minutes of an evening or a lunchtime. Make even just ten fifteen minutes makes such a big difference. Yeah, well, I since I don't know if I told you, but the basketball courts that I found and then 
as soon as I found them two weeks later, they got shut down and constructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've said. reopened finally. So um, like they opened this week. So I'm, oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm going to yeah. be, I'm going to start a little lunchtime every day, midday, take my lunch hour and uh, head down there and play go for 40 and, minutes and come back. Go and hustle some white dudes. Well, yeah. I hope well, yeah. Obviously. I'm not including, too bad. Including can, yourself, you can, can hustle yourself. I can shoot, yeah. I'd probably lose to myself and you know, I'm that bad. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, I'm going to start doing that because I think it's, uh, yeah, good to do. And I fixed my punch bag that I majestically broke the other day by punching it so hard it flew off the off the thing. So that yeah. was cool. So I fixed that now. And I've made it so that it won't do that again. So. Um, reinforcements required well I just did the bolt up properly yeah well <laughs> that's that's essentially that was, the bolt yeah. just came loose so it wasn't my majestic strength but more my inability to hang a bag properly but anyway um, yeah. so I've hung that back up so that's nice having that back and up and running again so um, yeah. you know, playing my golf I've been uh, golf yes. bag. I, I realised the other day the golf clubs that I got because I got a full set four to pitching wedge of the MP Mizuno MP20 MMC golf clubs for anyone who wants to know which are pretty much about the best golf clubs you can buy almost and they've got a set of shafts on them which each shaft is $100 I've since found out so the guy <laughs> the guy I bought them off basically had them done custom built didn't get on with them had obviously too much money so just stopped using him bought a different set of Mizunos which he liked a lot more and then sold me these for like 700 bucks I've since found out it's at least like $2,200 worth of golf clubs at least and, um, nice so you got a, a nice set of clubs there yeah so I've basically kitted out a full bag of clubs for less than the cost of what I should have paid for the irons so I've got mm. a bag driver hybrid three wedges putter um, balls, tiger wood balls because they'll make me play better. Um, yeah, well, tiger's balls have been all over the place, mate. Yeah, mate. Tiger's balls, they're special balls, they've got magical powers. Uh, they've, been, they've been balls deep in a lot of different ways, yeah, by mate. the sound of it. Yeah, yeah. That's they, they fly you're, um, smooth. Your, there, your so. sound has changed all of a sudden. You've got a bit, bit echoey, a bit muffly. Is that better? Well, uh, maybe. Is that better? I was, yeah, that's better. I was fucking about with a mic and talking off looking at my golf uh, club so that was probably why sounded like as well there was a bit of um seat squeak going on oh yeah oh that was probably me i was around in your special seat i was um twisting my uh boom arm to of course to rotate around to look at my golf clubs because they're very pretty so yeah so like yeah i was clubs. i got a very good deal on them so i'm quite pleased i didn't realize quite how good a deal i got on them so um, yeah, that's always pleasing to get a good deal. It is like good, a mate. good deal. Yeah, it was amazing. So, oh, yeah, yes. I was very pleased to get my. Um, I've been enjoying my um, my gadget that I spoke to you about, my Garmin Phoenix 6S. Success, yes, excellent, um, going well. Yeah, very, very much enjoying the um, the stats and things like that, and been yeah making good use of it. So um, yeah, sense. very. And uh, I haven't had to charge it yet, and I've been using it quite a bit. It's now down to about 17% battery, so I think I'm going to have to charge it soon. It does last a while. If you don't use the GPS, it lasts, they, don't, they last a long well, time. Well, I've, so. um, I've been using, yeah, I've been out on my bike and doing bits and pieces and using it quite a lot, but it still still lasts a long time, so it's quite impressive. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, yesterday I had a day off, which was nice. So, yeah, which um, was nice. But um, yeah, one thing I did have to do was uh, I went and had a um, had to go to the dermatologist. 
And do you um, want to talk about this, Dave? Or? Well, funny, funny rash. Um, <laughs> rash. No, it's um, yeah. Uh, I actually discovered a bit of a um, kind of a, I suppose, a, in, just just inside my right ear, just inside, um, not in the ear canal as such, but just uh, sort of in the bottom bit there. Um, I there was a little sort of uh, I thought it was just like maybe a little spot or a little bump or whatever. Anyway, it uh, it didn't go away for a, a few weeks, so I thought oh, I'll go and get that checked out. You know, be on the safe side. And um, the, so uh, yeah, the doctor the doctor said, oh yeah, well um, he said uh, he he called he said he thought it was something that the name I can't remember because it was long and complex and um, get doctor name yeah yeah and uh, he said um, that. Uh, he said, oh, the thing is, I've never seen one in, inside an ear before. He said people usually get it on their torso or something. It's basically like a, almost like a sunspot that's like a little bit of sun damage, but mm-hmm. nothing to really worry about. But then he, he then started talking about carcinomas and stuff, and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so um, B was like, oh, you know, um, yeah, let's just be on the safe side. So anyway, yeah, to cut a long story short, went to the dermatologist yesterday. Um, fortunately, the, uh, he said, oh, I'll send you there anyway, and they'll do a full body check. So they did a full body check of all that kind of stuff, you know, skin um, skin blemishes and moles and things. So that, that's no bad thing. Um, and then um, – yeah, the dude looked in my ear and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's okay. That should be all right." First day, and um, so that's good. That's good. He he didn't seem to think it was anything um, untoward, but um, that, yeah. So then then he said, "Oh, we'll take some pictures," and, and he said, the "Sort of, it's kind of up to you." He said, "Oh, we'll, we'll, we can just kind of keep an eye on it," but he said he, he didn't think it was anything problematic. And I and he said, "If you really want it kind of removed, or you want to kind of wait a few weeks and see see if it changes anyway or it bothers you, then um, you know we'll." Um, We'll basically slice it out and then send it away to the lab to to be tested. Yeah, which is, tested. So, yeah. So anyway, I was like, okay. I said, well, to be honest, that's what I thought I was here for today because the doctor referred me for for a biopsy. And he said, oh yeah, we can do we can do it if you want. There's no problem. He said it would just cost you, I think it was like sixty seventy dollars extra yeah, to dollars. get it sent. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. It's like sixty or seventy dollars extra to get it sent to the lab and obviously checked and all the rest. I was like, yeah, cool, just do it. It's probably a drop in the ocean as to what you're going to charge me anyway. So anyway, to cut a long story short, fucking nearly $400 later. Fucking <laughs> um, Yeah, so that was a little expensive morning. Um, God, I, I got, was about to say fucking leave it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was, to be honest, you can't really risk it. If you, yeah, it's better nah, to be safe. I mean, uh, I had that with this, I had this like weird sort of mole on my back, which I had checked yeah. out and then I got it removed and it, but it was fine, but it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. cheap. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, but I thought, well, you know, so it would have cost me $300 anyway for literally to be there about 10 minutes for you to kind of look me up once and up and down and go, yeah, you, you, you'll be fine and take a few pictures or actually, I'll pay a little bit extra and actually be 100% sure that it's not something it yeah, shouldn't that's be. That's actually something useful. Yeah, yeah, no, it's worth doing. It's worth doing. Yeah, that's a bit, yeah, that's fucking hell. Um, for, I mean, I think Medicare covered about $125 of that. So it's not, uh, you know, but it's still pretty. Do you have anyway, um, health insurance? I do, but I don't think, I need to check actually. Yeah, because yeah, they, they probably do, because Australian health insurance a lot of the time does cover that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I should check, I should check. Based. So yeah, yeah. you probably anyway, you might um, get half of it or a bit at least. But. Yeah. Anyway, dear listeners, my point being is that any of you that think that um, things like the National Health Service and stuff like that, um, you know, don't ever, don't ever vote against that shit. 
is what I'm saying. Because the alternative is spending lots of money on these things. $400 for a 10-minute yeah. checkup, yeah. For, for those of us that are fortunate enough to be able to pay for that, that's fine. But um, fortunately, the Australian system is pretty good here, I think, um, in terms of that, you know, there is a public Medicare. health system and Medicare is there for those that need it and, and we get some rebates and stuff and actually you're sort of kind of encouraged to pay in, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I find it interesting anyway. My point being is that um, there's, there's sort of certain people – Maybe not of our generation, but people that that vote for policies and stuff, particularly in the in the UK or, or even in the US, against some kind of universal healthcare system. It's just like fucking hell, you know. The NHS is is just you know I, that wouldn't cost me anything. Yeah. So so never never take it for granted, people. Well, you you might still be like waiting that, for the test, but maybe maybe maybe, test, but. Yeah. but um, yeah, the standard of NHS care is is still very good. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's my little political rant. Yeah, yeah Dave, you got fucking political, mate. I, I, I got a bit um, got a bit controversial there. But, um, yeah, I just I just don't understand anyone who could vote for uh, a party or a person that that has um, you know things like um, sort of dismantling free healthcare or, or not advocating for free healthcare. Um, you know, it's worth its weight in gold. So, you know, yeah. people people should be aware of that. Yes, yes, it is very important. And so. and if if you've got any lumps or bumps or, or anything that you're not sure about, go and get them fucking checked. Go and get them checked out. Yeah. Even though it's COVID and all the rest of this crap, it doesn't mean you can't go to the doctors. So, it's a it's a big thing at the moment. They're saying that there's there's going to be a huge kind of issue with people, you know, not having things checked that they should have done just because of all this. Um, the risk of going in. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you're probably um, more at risk going into a doctor because potentially you're going to You may well there, be, but, but then, you know. It's, you know, what's the flip The relative side of that, risk. So, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, sorry to, um, sorry to be boring and sensible, but, you know. Fucking hell, Dave. Yeah, um, I know personal experience and all that it's um it uh, certainly kind of i suppose wakes you up to it yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. it's worth yeah. worth checking and, and it was in australia especially they're so good with all that stuff especially the they skin, are i was um, yeah i was so, i was very impressed with their efficiency they know what they're sure. doing yeah they do they and they, they don't take any chances yeah yeah so, that's anyway. good man yes. anyway um oh my back hurts fucking hell I've been doing back exercises and I can't decide if I've hurt my back or if it's, I just don't know what's going on. Um, I think some of it might be golf related because I've been hitting a lot of balls as well. So. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. It's interesting how golf um, uses muscles that you forgot you had. I think it's good muscles to use though. So I think it's good to do it. It's getting a lot of oh, rotation yeah, yeah. and lo lower back strength, which I think is important. So yeah, definitely, definitely. No, it's good, man. It's good shit. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, my wine glass is empty. So yeah, well, it's half nine. Maybe we should um, yeah. wrap it up, and we'll we'll do another one soon. That was good. Well, we I, I feel like we didn't really even scratch the surface of oh, all kinds of things, interesting of things. things we could talk about. Yeah. So let's um, yeah. let's definitely do a little review of Jay Live's album once that's yeah. out. If you're up for yeah. that, I think that would be quite a nice thing to do. Um, also, I should say to people, get on YouTube and watch. R.A. the Rugged Man's new uh, video he's just released. So, mm. you know that Cardi B song, Wet Ass Pussy? 
Um, she releases song. It's actually pretty good, but it's rude as fuck. Like it's proper rude. Well, it um, sounds like it might be, unless she's talking about her cat that got wet. Well, I don't know. Um, but the thing is, then uh, do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Um, yeah, he's been on Rogan yeah. and stuff. He's like a social commentary yeah. commentator. He's yeah, like a. Yeah. He's a Republican social commentary dude sort of thing. He's, he seems all right, but I don't know. There's a bit, there's a bit of a, something weird about him, but anyway. Um, he was commenting on this video, just saying how disgusted he was with it, but he wouldn't say wet-ass pussy. He'd, he'd only say wet-ass P-word. Like, he wouldn't say pussy. <laughs> and he kept reading out quotes of the lyrics from the song and this whole thing and he's saying blah 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 wet ass p word something something wet ass p word and all this other stuff and um it was just ridiculous so then Ari the rugged man sees it thinks it's just ridiculous samples it and then takes cardi b's um instrumental samples the ben shapiro thing you know criticizing the song and then he does his own flip on it and does this ridiculously fucked up three minute track of just spitting the sickest lyrical fucking stuff you've ever heard just real depraved stuff like proper R.A. the Rugged Man stuff and um, it was really good so he did that a few weeks ago because everyone all his fans were like oh you've got to do a, you've got to do a, one of your versions on this because he does these um things like he did one on a, a Taylor Swift song and a Miley Cyrus song and stuff he does these like funny skit songs sometimes because um, uh, his fans want him to do it so he just he, everyone loved the song so much that they they persuaded him to do a video so then he filmed a video and it is just depraved man it's just him and about 20 half naked women just jiggling around and it, it's just depraved it's fucking brilliant it's so good so <laughs> I'll, I'll, I I'll check that out for research purposes I highly recommend watching it and like Afro's in it he's just sitting in the background with this massive grin on his face all these like half naked women are like Joe rating on Ari the Rugged Man it's fucking brilliant man it's just so funny and silly it's um yeah but but his lyrics are just they're just depraved like you could offend a lot of people very easily with them so yeah it's, it's brilliant it's just exactly yeah. what it should be it's just silly and offensive and brilliant so yeah sounds like fun sounds like fun yeah it's just worth checking out so it's just it's just and the song's called wet ass p word uh on ra the rugged man's uh channel so i mean i'll see if i can find it for Uh, you um i'm um, I'm just looking now i honestly wouldn't be surprised if it gets um taken down but no it's still there did you yeah, find it? Still there. I've got it, yeah. I will I'll have a look at that. It don't mean shit. I suppose Google um, filtered searching and censorship. Yeah, nice. So, um, so there's quite a yeah. lot of stuff that's come up. If I put Cardi B wet ass pussy, yeah. So there's I mean, there's her song, on, which is on, um, well, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, her track's really good. I mean, it's actually not a bad tune. It's quite cool. I mean, it's yeah, she's she's uh, pretty I good lyrically. She's yeah, and it's I mean, it is kind of 
a bit depraved, but it's, you know, it's no, I mean, it's like, I read the Rugged Man in this song. I mean, he says, like, I was doing this shit before Cardi B was even born. Like, don't criticise her. Like, it's, you know, she's just yeah. doing her thing. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's so... Well, I think they were talking about the, um, yeah, the, the virtues of um, a uh, wet-ass P-word, which, you know... Yes. It's just, yes. it's just, na- it's just na- natural. It's, it's important, fine. mate. It's, it's important. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, watch the RA video. It's fucking hilarious, man. It's, you don't it's, want to dry out P word, do you? Really? Well, no, so. you don't. So, yeah, it's brilliant. And then, yeah, I mean, for context, you could watch Cardi B's one, then watch the Ben Shapiro video, and then watch oh, the oh, Rugged okay. Max video if you want to see the proper chronological order of the thing. But yeah. So. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Right, so, so uh, have a look if you want that. to fully understand, it, yeah, it's um and and Ben Shapiro must fucking hate the fact that he's been sampled and put into our race song because it's like it's not he's basically <laughs> just ripping the piss out of Ben Shapiro. So yeah, it's very funny. So, but he's doing it in good spirits. I mean, he's just taking the piss, so he's not like being nasty or anything. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's all good. Right. Let's wrap it up there, shall we, Smithers? Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for everyone for listening. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. We did a bit of Formula One, a bit of cricket, a bit of music, a bit of wet-ass P-words. It was uh, an overall pretty good session. So Yeah, I wonder if um, the episode... Is that a copyright thing? Is wet-ass P-word? Can we, can we name the episode that? Oh no, we could. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I like it. And um, just out of interest, struggling what, what, what whiskey are you um, grappling with there? Oh, my Abelor, twelve-year-old, which is my ah, birthday present nice. from my nice. friend Sam and her sister. And uh, it's I wasn't supposed to drink that much of it, but I'm down to a third of a bottle somehow. So very good, very good work. Very so good work. Um, I still need to get down to that whiskey shop and pick up my little gift yeah, from you guys yeah. so that's gonna happen oh. i was just waiting for a day off which hasn't happened yet so <laughs> well um, maybe maybe if you get down there before the next episode then uh, we can we can get a, a a review yeah yeah i think i'm gonna do that knicker the little um the little bottle oh, of knicker, yes. i think so um i think that's yeah. what i'll do so we'll see but yeah i'll, I'll get down there when I'm, I'm hoping i've got a, a theory i might have one of the next two days off so We'll nice. See. We'll see. But if that happens, I'll probably go down the driving range because I got myself a new club the other day, so I want to try that out. So. <laughs> Very good. Very yes. Good. Cool. All right, mate. All right. Cheers for coming on, and uh, cheers everyone. And we'll be back um, very soon. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cool. No worries. Thanks for having me. All right, mate. Bye.